Hey y'all, this is me. I'm back again and I'm going to talk a little bit about a show that I don't do a lot of reviews on. I enjoy watching the show and that's RuPaul's Drag Race. Now look, they're on season 13. I have been watching the show since its inception, okay? I enjoy the show a lot. I, um, I've i learned a lot and I will say this. I, If you really want to get into drag race and drag race history and you know getting to understand all the queens and all of that, I would say when you get on YouTube, follow Maddie Rance. He does his reviews a lot of times with Jamar 84, as well as he has a panel discussion on Sundays, usually around 4 p.m. Central Standard Time. Um, and they talk a little bit more detail about the show and then additional, you know, just kind of additional conversations about not only um, the U.S. version, but they also are talking about U.K. as well. I've never watched U.K., so I can't really talk about the U.K. version, as well as James Caldwell for Spill It Boy TV. He's also on YouTube. Uh, subscribe to his channel. He is a drag queen as well. His drag persona is Milan Treasure. Check him out, James Caldwell. He um, gives you a lot of information about an insight because he's coming from that world of drag himself. He gives you a lot of basic insight. So I'm going to do a little bit of talk about it, um, just some of my thoughts and my opinions. I don't go blow by blow. I just got to kind of talk about a few things. Now, look, last week, um, um, Tamisha Iman, who has been in the uh, drag business for 30 years, she you know, was um, sent away. You know, they, um, <clears throat> you know, the lipstick for your life, she was told to sashay away. I kind of felt like it's, as much as I love Tamisha Iman, um, I just learned about her on this season. I've, I've looked at some videos and she also has a channel herself. I just felt like she wasn't ready yet. You know, I think um, she explained to us how much uh, the fact that she um, was supposed to been on last season but she was stricken with cancer. Um, I think it was colon cancer, and um, she was unable, obviously, to you know to be on last season. So they let her come on this season. Personally, I think they should have waited. I think she should have waited, not they, but I think she should have, you know, waited um, a little bit longer. She's, you know, I don't think she was quite at the level that she wanted to be at yet. I mean, she was so happy to be selected. But yet she wasn't, I don't feel like she was completely there. So she ended up sashaying away. This week we had um, Candy Muse and, and Tamisha had a little, you know, they had a little back and forth. Candy Muse, I think, if you look at the villains of the, if you want to have like a villain edit, edit, I'm thinking Candy Muse getting like a villain edit. And as well as basically Candy Muse and, um, Candy Muse got Mick and uh, Tina Burner. They're like the the bad girls, if you will, of the show. They they're kind of like the mean girl clique, and that's what they call themselves. And it, they're getting and and that's what they're giving off. They're very judgmental, and you know, it, God Mick is a little bit more subtle with her shade. She's kind of like God Mick is the um is a trans man on the show, and I know some there's been a lot of talk about this is she is he is the first trans man on the show. And he's a trans man who does drag. So it's like, okay, you're doing tra you're trans man and you're doing drag. There's a lot of controversy, a lot of conversation. I'm glad they're having this conversation about it. But as far as what God Mick is provided on the show, very, very shady and very low-key shady with it. Like God Mick will insert insults and shade 
and kind of make it seem like it's a joke or it gets brushed off because God Nick isn't very loud and like overbearing like Candy Muse is. So anyway, this they, they had um they had the reading um uh, reading challenge. The thing I don't like about the reading challenge is that the way they edit it, you don't get a chance to really see the to hear the reads. I mean, it's not kind of, you're not you're getting chopped up pieces of stuff. It's like okay. What was that really funny? I'm not sure. Like, well, you know, it, it's not edited in a, in the best manner. Got Nick one, so they got these little improv things they're going to be doing, and so they broke. Uh, RuPaul broke off into groups. So, with that being said, uh, Tina Burner was paired up with Elliot, and Tina Burner was a little concerned about Elliot. Because Tina didn't think that Elliot has what it takes to be, um, you know, just didn't think Elliot had the chops, didn't think Elliot can do it. You know, Tina does improv and Elliot, although a dancer, Tina was just concerned. They had some conversation. They talked about, talked it out and come to find out, you know, Tina started to feel a little bit better about their, um, you know, their improv project. Then we have the group where it was um, Olivia Lux, Utica, and Got Mick. In that group, Got Mick was to be the, I guess, the therapist. And Olivia Lux ended up playing the mind, but Utica wanted to play the mind. It was kind of interesting how that dynamic went in the workroom because Olivia manipulated the situation in such a way and and was able to get the part of the mind. Now, Utica claims to be this great, you know, improv actor and all of that. I don't know why Utica gave up the mind. I, but, you know, like I said, Olivia comes across really nice. But Olivia gives that nice nastiness. And Tina Burner caught it. Tina was paying attention. And Tina was like, you know what? That Olivia Lux is not as nice as one might think. Look, Tina, you know, Tina's on to something. Olivia tries to give you, I'm so nice, but don't think that, don't mistaken her niceness for weakness. And in that particular instance, you really got a chance to clearly see that Miss Lux, honey, she know how to get her way. Okay. No pushover. So in that group, in the performance, I would say that obviously Olivia did extraordinarily well as a mime. It was just like, you know, without any parts, without any speaking parts, Olivia was really able to deliver. Now, I don't know what Utica would have done. Utica did okay. Um, I think that Utica, like the judges said, Utica relies very heavily on being uh, weird and obnoxious and over the top in a way. It's just kind of like a crutch. And I think the, the way that Utica played this role, it was kind of like, it was so much over the top of this going on that it kind of took away from everything else. So it wasn't a bad thing, but it wasn't all good either. And Godmick wasn't bad, just Godmick just didn't really, I felt that Godmick, when Godmick was placed in the safe category, it just, it made sense. Because Godmick didn't do anything that was all that great, as far as I'm concerned. Um, the Rosé, Lala Reed, um, and who was the other person with Rose? Oh, Denali. Denali is really, you know, in this in this episode, Denali was placed in the safe category. Denali did okay in the acting challenge. It wasn't bad. It wasn't great. It was just okay. 
And but now Denali did a really nice chandelier look. They had like the beaded look on the runway. Denali looked really, really nice. But I feel like Denali was in the right space. Safe. Denali was considered safe, and that's okay. Rose, I didn't care for Rose's beaded look. It it was kind of it was it was it wasn't like a wild wow factor there. It was it wasn't bad, it just didn't have a wild wow factor. So again, Rose was in the right spot, safe. La La Ree. Um, Lala. I like Lala a lot. I like Lala's energy. I don't understand how Lala doesn't translate that energy, that that funniness into acting challenges because it's like Lala turns it off. Like when Lala had to get in front of the camera and do her part as being, uh, I think she also played a therapist. Lala was very stiff and held back. When Lala was in the workroom and they were playing Maury Povich or whatever, Lala was free. And I don't know what it is. Maybe, I, I don't know. But Lala just doesn't come alive in these acting challenges. Unfortunately for Lala, on the runway, like I said, it was a beta challenge. Lala's look wasn't polished. And it was also a tear on the side. And Michelle pointed out, of course, that put Lala in the bottom. Lala... Girl, I know you saw that tear. You should have you should have sewn that tear up. You want to come out giving your best, and you want to be as polished as possible. And it, it, it you missed the mark on that. So Lala was, you know, placed in the bottom, and this was Lala's second time doing a lip sync. Um, Candy Muse and Simone. Now I like Simone. I wasn't sure about Simone at first. I really, really wasn't. I like Simone a lot. Simone and Candy Muse was playing in their improv. They were like um, former teen idols or teen stars, teen reality stars. And they were they were just, they were a mess. They were who? They were divas. They were all this and that. They played off each other very well. They both did well in the challenge. Um, I, I, I do understand why both of them were placed in the top because they did well. Both of them played well. Um, as far as their looks was concerned, both had very nice looks. Um, Simone's, I really enjoyed Simone's look. Um, the beating and the, she had her name spelled out in beads in the back. Simone delivered. I, I ain't gonna lie. Simone really has been delivering. And Candy looked really nice. It was, you know, her beating was done well. It worked. I Like I said, I understand why both of them were placed in the top category. They looked, they looked really good. They acted out, they did the improvs very well, and they looked very nice on the runway. I totally get it. Utica was also placed, I think, in the bottom. Utica's acting was over the top. It was too much. It kind of lost its, you know, we didn't understand what was going on. But Utica, Utica did the whole uh, bride thing, being a, 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 a bloody bride, I think that's what it was. You know, Utica does the far out, the far reaching stuff. Very odd. You kind of missed the whole beating part of it because of the way it was constructed. Um, I think Utica was safe. I think Utica was safe. Elliot with two T's and Tina Burner. Okay. Um, I didn't understand their improv. Uh, uh, Tina Burner had a huge butt. Elliot had huge breasts. I didn't get it. I mean, it just didn't make any sense. And they had to, and, and Elliot had to explain things to the judges, which, you know, even, and Ross still said, I still don't get that. 
it wasn't it, both of them. Tina outshined Elliot, but again, um, uh, yeah, I don't know what to say about that. I, I just don't know. Yeah, I don't know. So anyway, Elliot ended up in the bottom. So you got the safe queens in the back, which was like Denali, Rose. Who else was safe? Denali, Rose, Tina Burner, I think Utica. Was Utica in the bottom? Maybe, I think Utica might have been safe. And then your top queens were Olivia Lutz, Candy Muse, Simone. Yeah, that's it for the top. That was it for the tops. So ultimately, the bottom two that had to lip sync was Lala Reed and Elliot with two T's. And they lip synced to a song by uh, Kelly Clarkson, A uh, Whole Lot of Woman or I'm a Woman or whatever. Now, I hear a lot of people saying that Elliot did so great. Elliot did a very good job. <coughs> Excuse me. Don't get me wrong. Excellent. I felt like some, um, not Simone, sorry. La La Ree gave more energy to it um, in a different way. I liked the La La Ree's delivery slightly more than Elliot's. But quite frankly, it could have been a Shante uh, double stay, in my opinion, because they both did very well. But I feel like this. I think because it was La La Ree's second time in the lip-syncing category and because La La Ree's you know, presentation of the attire wasn't the best. I think that the only way La La Ree was going to get a chance to stay another week was if Elliot just basically bombed. That was the only way. I think, you know, to me, I feel like there are often times where I think Rue already has an idea of who he wants to keep and who he wants to sashay away. And I think there are times where in his mind, that he knows who he wants to keep. But then when they do the lip sync, it's kind of obvious, like, uh, that's probably not going to work. So I'm going to have to go with the other person whom I didn't really want to go with the first place. But this time, like I said, Elliot, you know, kept up, did the thing and was able to stay. And Lala was able to Shantae away. Now, in the, there's a show called Untucked afterwards. And I still like the versions of Untucked that was from like the early days of Drag Race. You know, back when the first, what, Drag Race, one, two, three, four, when you had, they would go into like this whole, um, instead of going backstage, they would go to like um, uh, this different, like these different rooms. Like you had like the room where all the queens that were safe, they would go in this room, they would get their drinks, and then they would go into this little gold room, and they might get a special guest on the screen. I love the setup of the way it used to be. Now they've changed. Okay. Um, I wish they could have had um, the judges being able, the guest judges come back there and talk to the queens. But of course, it's during COVID, so they're doing limited interaction. T.S. Madison was the guest judge this week and did a very good job. You know, not afraid to give her opinion. It was all good. Um, untucked, like I said, uh, not much went on. Uh, you got Denali feeling like she doesn't have a voice. The judges don't see her. She's fading in the background. She's concerned about that. 
So that was her thing. She was getting cut off in the back. You know, Candy Muse was talking. So, of course, you know, you got to really out-talk Candy. Like, raise your voice 50 levels to out-talk Candy. You had, um, Rosé, to me, is holding back on how she feels. I feel like Rosé is, even though Rosé was disappointed by being safe, I feel like Rosé is trying to, trying to edit her look and I mean edit her um the way she's viewed so she's really really conscious and you know what James Caldwell look at listen to his uh, review James Caldwell says something simple about Simone that Simone is being very careful and doing a lot of self-editing I didn't catch that with Simone but I did catch it with Rosé uh that, so that's pretty much uh the most uh, you know that there really wasn't a whole lot to say in Untucked this week um but yeah that was it like I said check out Maddie Rants on YouTube and Jamar84, check out James Caldwell of Spillaboy TV. They give you very in-depth conversation about the looks, the challenges, etc. They know the field, they know the industry, all that good stuff. Thanks so much for listening. Talk to you later.